The nigga I am concerned about, if Justin Fields go to Atlanta and they get a real coach. Uh, bro, they the said if Fields go to Atlanta, they said if Fields go to Atlanta, Tomlin go on his way, bro. I'm sick. I'm sick. If Tomlin on his way to ATL, <laughs> hey, I might move. I might hey. move. I, you might scoot over. You might scoot over, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if Tomlin not? go to Atlanta. Why? See, and shit like that is like, that's that's why the Lions such a snake bitten franchise. Because shit that don't got nothing to do with you. If Justin Fields, think about this world. We right? live, by the way, Gibbs. We live, by the way. Oh, we live, okay. by the way, Gibbs. I'll just yeah, let yeah, you know. I'll just let you know. Thank you for letting me know. But I, <laughs> you know what? I'm going to say this, and then I'm going to throw the would you rather out there. If there's a world where the Jets don't jet and they draft, um, they draft Justin Fields. What happens as a result of them drafting Justin Fields? Aaron Rodgers probably stays with the Packers and languishes there a couple more years, and everybody thinks Jordan Love is a rising star. Meanwhile, Aaron Aaron Rodgers is on Pat McAfee show pushing anti-vax narratives and um, calling. And, and telling people that he demands to hear their vaccination status before they criticize him. If <laughs> if the Jets draft Justin Fields, not only does Justin Fields stay out of the NFC, he goes to a Jets team that is set up to sp- to do the thing. Like everybody keeps talking about, oh, the Jets just need a quarterback, and they just think about how how much that would have helped out the Lions. You made the Packers worse by doing that. They might get rid of Jordan Love cuz he's not trying to sit 3 4 years behind. <sighs> so much. So much would have been better if just that one domino would have fell a different way. But lo and behold, now we're looking at Tomlin, Kyle Pitts, Drake London, Bijan, Bijan and Justin Fields all in the NFC. <sighs> Being a Lions fan quarterbacks. Is fun. Being a Lions fan is so fun. But, fellas, y'all know how we got to get this thing going, man. Y'all know how we got to get this thing going. So, I'm going to pitch two scenarios to you. Okay. And and these are going to be two would-you-rathers that I I think y'all are going to enjoy a little bit. You have permanent immortality, but the snail is chasing you. I'm sure y'all have heard of the snail thing. Super intelligent snail is chasing you. You have permanent immortality for as long as immortality. I don't know why I say immortality. Permanent immortality for as long as Chris the snail doesn't touch that. <laughs> <laughs> that man so locked in on them parlays, he didn't hear you. You got, permanent, you got permanent immortality, again, as long as the snail don't touch you, and you get a million dollars to go with it. Or, or you get a superpower of your choosing, but you have to use it on some living being on a regular a regular basis or it'll randomly expel itself in moments where you cannot help. Oh, and by the way, um, in this situation, the snail can transform into a human for one hour at a time, but you know what the human looks like. Oh, uh, I'm going to go with the, I'm going to go with the superpower. Mm. I'm going to go with the superpower just because it's a number of superpowers that I could pick where I don't necessarily have to use it on humans. Um, you it's gotta a use on a living thing. You don't gotta use on humans. But okay, yeah, day, yeah. I would go with the superpower easy. Currently, I probably roll with some super speed. I don't oh, know, by just the way, you don't get to right pick now. the superpower. It, it's just a randomized. Oh, it's random. it's random. Yeah, you don't know what superpower you got. I'm gonna still roll with the superpower. Okay, 
I'm gonna still roll with the super hard, whatever it is. I'll roll with the punches just because it this has nothing to do with the snail chase you. This has nothing to do with you know you having to run and be on. A, I just wouldn't want to be immortal. Mm. That just don't sound like I a mean, life that I want to live. But you're not immortal. Anytime you want, there is an out. <laughs> there is an out whenever you want it. Ah, true. That is Chris. true, but at the, at the same, I don't want to be living on edge either. Like I might hit yeah. a point in my immortality where I finally figure it out and I'm good. And lo and behold, that's when Snail Man come get you. That's fair. That's fair, Chris. Which one are you going with? I ain't gonna hold y'all. The superpower. What superpower you? What superhero you know doesn't use their superpower every day? Well, yeah, that's fair. But again, it's you don't know what it is. I mean, even if I don't know what it is, it's a super. Power, which means I can do it and no one else can do it. It's no, it's no whack superpower is on the table, is it? Like, I mean, what's yes, a whack superpower? Like, there are some like sky high. Okay, let's look at the whack superpowers. Is sky high, right? Girlie can turn into a gerbil and broke a glow, but they yeah. end up being some of the best superpowers at the end of the movie. Like, they, yeah. it's a yeah. use for every superpower. It's a super. I mean, it, I'm not saying, but imagine if you had to use super strike on a living thing every day. Like you have to exert super strike force on something every day. Okay, I'm gonna pick up a tree every day. Go pick up a tree every day. That's a living thing. That's very smart. Pick up a tree every day. I'm about to say I don't bang with squirrels. (laughs) (laughs) I hate squirrels, bro. What if your your power? What if your power was necromancy and like you had to technically you had to kill something and then like control it after its death every day. Uh, you know what I mean? You see what I'm saying? Like, hey, that's that's just a thought. Just a thought. But honestly, I mean, there's some dark. What you got to get off your chest? There's some dark superpower you just pulled out of thin air, man. <laughs> what's going on at home, kids? Tell, tell the people what's going on. We we all don't know necromancy as a power. Like we've all seen. Yeah, I know. But, but you just went straight to you went straight to that. It wasn't no gradual build up. It just was straight. I'm to just that. saying. <laughs> on the boys, one of their powers is like moving around blooded people. Like actually, two of their powers is that. So like, yeah. I'm just saying. You know, you could get that, and you got to move around blood and something every day. Like, and Lord knows if you forget to do it, and all of a sudden you're like, oh wow, I just hurt somebody very badly because I forgot to use my power today. I'm just saying. You, you might be able to help some people though. You can move the blood Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, you could. You could. You, you don't go have to the hospital. You don't just go to the hospital and be like, I'm out to heal somebody every day. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to take the, I'm going to take the immortality because like, honestly, I, I, I think about it a lot. Like, if I could choose the precise moment where I'm like, all right, I've had enough. Like I definitely, I definitely want to do that. But at like, the same time, you can establish roots nowhere because if this person knows where you are, you can live anywhere long term. You you can't do anything in your life long term. Yeah, you wouldn't have any stability forever. It's just the snail chasing you again. The snail could turn into a human for an hour at a time max. Like that's it. They get okay. A okay. Max. So so the snail let's could say go to the airport in an hour <laughs> and get on a flight and then be right where you at. If the snail turned into a, a human, it then turns back into a snail. The snail can come to fly to where I'm at, but then it has to transport itself as a snail to me. Even if the snail was like super like, oh, yeah, I'm going to wait until I'm in my human zone and then catch an Uber to him. Sure. But I know that you're there. I know where the snail is like the snail knows where I am. Like, OK, so, 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 uh, so you uh, have like uh, a six, you have like a sixth sense on where the snail is. No, but you know the snail. Like when the snail is in human form, you can identify it. And go, oh, that's a snail. Like you know. 
Okay, okay. so uh, a snail uh, moves so slow, a snail can travel 0.7 miles a day. That's what I'm saying. That's my point. That's my, so, like, bro. But at, at the same time, think about it, though. How long have you been staying at your current residence, Gibbs? Uh, I've been here for a few years. A few years. Okay, so let's say it's three years. Right. That's 365 times three times 0.7. I mean, listen, I'm at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I'm all right with that. It would take the snail a little over two years to get to you. You've been there that long. The snail could have, if the snail was seven, was, if the snail was 766 miles away, it would have gotten to you by now since you moved into that residence. And I'm fine with that. But Giz, but Giz, you started off by saying you would take the immortality, right? Because you could pick and choose yeah. when you had enough. Immortality is the opposite, though. You can't pick, you always going to be alive. You can't say, all right, I had enough. You got to just keep on living. The snail is chasing me. <laughs> I can just go to the snail and die. Like, all right, I've had enough. But let's, let's say the snail made it to you today. You go to sleep tonight. The snail could finesse its way into your crib, bro. If I had a million dollars, my family just got a million dollars richer because I passed on. Y'all know me more than pretty much anybody else in this world. If I could leave my family a million dollars and trade my life for it today, uh, I played football for 17 years. I literally took that bet. That was a bet that I took. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> hey, you got it, man. You got it, man. I I'm just it. saying. That, that's, that's my personal opinion there. But we got to get into some other po- folks who got sacrificed after after this here uh, wild card weekend because the NFC least is back in town, boys. The NFC least is back. The Giants are back trash. The Commanders don't matter if Magic Johnson own it, if Dan Snyder own it, don't matter if, if Zack Snyder own it with the Snyder Cup. <laughs> it's still some trash. And of course, we got to review all of the uh, Super Wild Card games and and you know. Zach, Zach, Josh Allen looking rather quarterbacky despite running for 50 yards and, and touchdowns and whatnot. We got to get into all that and the question of is Cade really that good if he allowed a 28 game losing streak? Fellas, y'all ready to get into it? I'm ready yes, for it. sir. All righty. Well, let's do it. What's up, y'all? It's your favorite hour. I'm sorry. What's up, y'all? Have a seat. It's your favorite hour of the week with the facts over Ag Screw. We got the master of the mixing master. Josh got in the building. That is I. We got the money man, the man playing, Chris Allen in the building. Right here, right here. And then you got the little old MC. That's me, Kenton Gibbs. Now, folks, y'all, y'all see my CTE was acting up already, and I didn't get the million. So, you know, that's just a just a small thought there about what why I would pick what I would pick. But fellas, speaking of picking what we pick, Josh, can you tell us our records in terms of the super wild card picks, please. You ain't gotta do that, bro. You ain't gotta do that. Bro. <laughs> no, no, we need to hear. We well, need to hear. Chris was had, one in five for the week. We had to get the wrong segment, so we gotta say this. You said Chris was what now? He, he was one in five. Mm, his only, uh, his only pick. Uh, let me let me double check that. I feel, I forgot who Chris picked that was correct. Mm. Um, Chris's only correct pick for the week was. Y'all ain't done talking about me yet. The Bills. He did have the Bills correctly. I unfortunately I didn't do much better. I went two and four. I uh correctly predicted the Lions and the Chiefs to win. Mm-hmm. Gibbs, if not for the uh Philadelphia Eagles, would have went undefeated, but Gibbs was five and one, our uh football expert on the panel. Let me tell you something. 
Gibomania just ran wild all over you, brother. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I'm still uh, no. waiting on the Pistons play-in pick, though. So worry about yourself. Worry about yourself. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Can't be right all the time. Can't be. Hey, who would have thought? Who would have? You know what? We gonna get into the Pistons later. We gonna get into the Pistons later. But first thing first, we gotta talk about the collapse in Dallas. We gotta talk about it because it makes me happy. It makes me smile. It makes my heart warm. Y'all remember when y'all were kids and y'all got that first like like you were? Did y'all grow up on hot chocolate with water or milk? Which one did y'all grow up on? Um, so I was kind of reverse. I started on hot chocolate with milk, but you know what I'm saying? What's that what's that recession here? We had to downgrade to the water. Okay, Chris, you I'm guessing milk. I'm guessing you grew up on hot no, chocolate. I always milk. been a water guy. I never did drink milk okay. like that. All right. Well well, it's it seeing the cowboys get whooped on like that was like converting from water to milk for the first time in your hot chocolate. Like it just <laughs> it just hit so different. It just warmed you up. It just oh yeah. Oh I love it. I love it. <laughs> And worst- I saw this. I tried to send it to y'all, but I think they took it down. Did I see y'all that TikTok earlier when uh, Dak Prescott was like, I don't want the uh, NFC champions hat. I want a bigger oh, hat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he had a sombrero on the kick. Hey, listen. He finna he be in Mexico with North in a minute. He finna be right there. Take that form. But, fellas. After watching that game, what were y'all thoughts on that absolute beatdown? Because I'm going to tell you, it was two teams that I didn't like. I was rooting for the Asteroid the entire game. But I said, if somebody got to win, at least let it be a blowout so heads roll on the other team. And, you know, of course, the Cowboys going to Cowboy this thing up. So what were y'all thoughts on this game? Um... Honestly, my, my thoughts, I, I wasn't surprised. It's the Cowboys who watch the Cowboys sail every year. Um, I think my biggest takeaway from that game was even though he didn't have the best performance, Dak Prescott didn't have a terrible performance. Um, this show is called Facts Over Acts for a reason. If you look at the box score, you think that he played decent. But if you watch the actual game, that's that's not the case. He got a lot of those stats in garbage time. Empty calories. Yeah, but empty calories. I'm looking at Dak Prescott be the scapegoat for a team that played terrible for all 22 men that were on the field and the coaching staff. He's being a scapegoat for a defense that couldn't couldn't cover couldn't cover a toddler. We're looking at a defense that didn't get any penetration on Jordan Love and the the, the times that they were able to with the blitz. He was carving them up like it, like they didn't exist. We're looking at receivers. Uh, Gallup dropped three, four passes, if I recall correctly. I think I saw CD Lamb. CD Lamb got what eleven targets that game and caught two passes. Yeah, yeah. They said he only a lamb in the regular season. He turned into a Honda Accord in the playoffs. <laughs> so I'm, I'm I'm looking at that, and then also on the other side. Um, I know we talked about it a little bit in pre-show, but I'm a little bit fearful of Jordan Love. His throw mechanics could use a little bit of work. You know, he underthrew some people, but at the same time, it's the poise and the pocket presence in the playoffs on the road that you can't necessarily, you can't get that out of every quarterback. It's a lot of quarterbacks that got good mechanics. They got a good arm. But when that pressure comes, when when the light, sometimes the lights are just too bright, and we've seen yeah. it plenty of times. And I don't think that's the case with Jordan Love. You can you can fix those mistakes that he made against the Cowboys. He still 
very young in his career. This is only his, this is only his first full season starting, correct? I believe so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you you got time to fix those problems. All right, all right, Chris. What was your takeaway from this thing? How about them cowboys? How about them? <laughs> how about them? I love it here. I love when the cowboys get stabbed like a deer. I just, I, I they make me want to just shout. They make me want to shout. Listen, listen, listen. Seeing the downfall of the Dallas Cowboys to a first-time playoff quarterback was like the highlight of my week. I got off the plane because I went on a ski trip in Vermont with the gang. I got off the plane, landed at the airport around 3.30, right on time, waiting on my bag and my skis to come through the drop, right? And I'm watching the game on my phone. Game just kicks off. Never in a million years did I expect to be laughing through the airport carrying ski bags. Like, I never thought... Like, Jordan Love looked like... Okay, let, let, let's break this game down. Let's break this game down. All right, I'm going to start from the bottom and go up. Aaron Jones had two touchdowns in the entire season for the Packers. Yeah. Anybody on the, in the stand want to guess how many touchdowns he had in the first half? Trayvon. Three and a half more than his season. Anybody else in the stands want to tell me how much we got to hear about this Dallas D-line? How much we got to hear about how Michael Parson and Lawrence are just that deal? The Dallas D-line, they get to the quarterback, they force the most penalties. How many times we got to hear that this season? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. see... Yeah, go ahead. ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead, Cook. You you cook it right now. All season long, Michael Parsons on his podcast talking about how we want the 49ers again. The Eagles don't stand a chance. We want this. We want this. Well, now y'all all all going to Cancun, okay? Now, let me me get to the old guy because I got to get to the old guy. I got to get to the old guy. Y'all get to him. How are you the owner of the team, the only team that loses, and you call that press conference? A press conference. Mm. Mm. Where, where, where's your head really at when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys? And I'll tell you, he he like the anti Mitch McConnell. Them lights ain't never too bright. They bring around every <laughs> camera in the world. He's still rolling. I, we, we have some decisions to make. We have to take some things into consideration. <laughs> and, and, and Dak freaking Prescott, you know. I think his Super Bowl was won when they made the playoffs for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. I, 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 it just looked like that man was like, I think my job here is done. And, you know, mm-hmm. I'm I'm okay. I'm okay with that. And it's like that. that where's that? Uh? Jordan Love played with that. Uh? Okay. And it was it. a couple, it was a couple plays there. Guy, I'm not going to hold you. It was a, it was a couple plays there. Where I had to make sure Jordan Love had his number on his back because I thought I saw twelve a couple times. I was like, "Oh no, bro. oh no, bro!" I was getting flashbacks. I was getting flashbacks because <laughs> brother was dodging sacks, throwing out a sack. It was some receivers so wide open, so wide open on the Packers that they came back to the ball and scored a touchdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it wasn't nobody within 10, 15 yards of them. Which is which? Real quick, just because like I've never played football, I, I have a decent amount of football knowledge. But out of the the three 
uh, sports that we cover for the most part. I have the least knowledge about football. Uh, Gibbs, from a defensive perspective, um, like I play Madden. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You miss some coverages on Madden and people will be open. But like the right. amount of openness that these Packers players had, how does that happen on defense with professional players? All right. So on my other podcast, I do this thing called Ken, um, called the Locked On Look of the Week where I like break down what happened. Long story short, it was a bad 2-3 exchange. Uh, so what does that mean? You count players from the outside in, right? So, like, the outside receiver is number one. The slot receiver or tight end is number two. The second tight end or the back is number three. Now, I'm not going to draw up the whole thing, but long story short, I'm just going to show y'all how what uh, what happened with the what happened with the Packers and the uh, Cowboys happened here because, I mean, very, very embarrassing time for the uh, very embarrassing time for the Cowboys. And um, they should be ashamed of themselves, honestly and truly. They should be very ashamed of themselves, all right? So, do-do-do-do-do, I'm drawing up a play. Give me just a second. Give me just a second. All right, so um, long story short, the concept looks something like this, right? What okay. you saw here is two and three are... They're, they're exchanging positions in terms of who's outside, right? So what you get here is three is coming all the way across the formation as two goes, he acts like he's going across and breaks back. So what you had happen with the Cowboys, they were in man coverage and the safety that was supposed to be responsible for handling that two, three exchange got lost. And both of them took the guy who went up and to the other side of the field. They were playing cover one, so there was only one high safety. Right. And this guy, wide open over here. Nothing but free space in there over there. That's literally what happened bit for bit. Now, let me tell you this. I picked the Packers to win this game. And why did I pick the Packers to win? I hate the Packers. I hate them. <laughs> I hate everything about them. Y'all know me. Y'all know that I rooted for the asteroid all game long because I wasn't going to root for the Cowboys. And I wasn't going to root for the Packers. But... What did I know about this team? I said, I got to get my emotions out of this because y'all not having another Gibbs is wrong segment about me. That ain't happening. That ain't happening. And when I watched the film, I realized that Dallas had a problem. For as good as Michael Parsons is at rushing the passer, he's only about 240. Right. Demarcus Lawrence, they use him as a three technique. He's only about 270. A three technique is a defensive tackle. His ass ain't big enough to be in there. Michael Parsons ain't big enough to to set edges. He's not big enough. Well, why has it been working the majority of the season? So here's what the Cowboys do well. And here's here's how they win their games, which are mostly against bad teams. What they do is they get a lead on you. And when they get a lead on you, you then have to throw the ball. Now, why would Demarcus Lawrence be on the inside? Or what, what is the advantage that that gives you? You got him matched up one-on-one against the guard. He's right. going to whoop the wheels off that guard. That guard doesn't have a shot. What does Michael Parsons do well? He has a lot of core strength and bend around the edge. He's extremely fast. But when you ask him, sit your ass down and get me a stop against the run, it's real difficult. How do you think Josh Dobbs and the Cardinals beat him? Hollywood Brown couldn't catch a cold standing butt naked in Alaska in the middle of the wintertime. How do you think that happened? <laughs> Zach Ertz is the definition of moving old. That man was out there at tight end. I said, 
Who the hell? Who got that left tackle out there trying to run routes? Is that Dan Skipper? Did he report? (laughs) And it was Zach Ertz. They won that game because they got physical with the Cowboys. They punched them in the mouth. And Dan Quinn is the type of defensive coordinator. We do what we do and we're not changing. And so when, when you get punched in the mouth by a team like that, there's nothing you can do. And again, I don't think their defense was built poorly. They were just built to stop one thing. The only problem with that is when a team comes with the counter to that one thing, you stuck. Everybody needs to go. Everybody needs to go. I mean everybody. McCarthy need to go. Quinn need to go. Well, Quinn can stay. I'll tell you this, but Quinn can stay. But you know who really needs to go? But he ain't going to go because he owns the team? Oh, Jerry, Jerry Jones. Jones. Oh, Jerry Jones. Dakota Rain, because I ain't calling you Dak. I ain't calling you Dak <laughs> after a performance like that. Dakota Rain. Dakota Rain. You need to go. You need to leave, brother. That was embarrassing. That was embarrassing. To see Dak at this point in time in his career still throwing the ball to defenders in big moments, to see him still not have the ability to say, the Cowboys always wear white. That's what. That's the part that confused me, Dak. How do you get mixed up on what color your guys are wearing? Y'all wear white <laughs> at home and on and yet and still, you give the ball to the green guys. I'll tell you what, what an embarrassment. And I, CD, they say him and CD on the outs and it's all these problems. I'll tell you what, it, it'd be problems with me too, damn it. I have problems with my quarterback too. If, if I'm out here getting doubled and you can't find nobody, yeah, all right. That's just an embarrassing, embarrassing showing. But this episode is called NFC Lease Pack is back. Mm-hmm. Because the defending NFC champs. The defending NFC champs. The defending NFC champs. Not not NFCs, the defending NFC champs. The championship runs through Philly. Not so fast, says old Baker Mayfield. Baker and the boys. A quarterback that tapes his fingers. You just got beat by a quarterback that tapes his fingers, brother. That just happened in real life. Tell me y'all thoughts about this game, fellas. Um, so I, I didn't see. I know it's my responsibility as uh, one leg of this show to, to watch these games. Had a long day at work. The game was on, but at the same time, I tuned in, watched the first quarter, let a little bit of time pass, and the game was out of reach. The Eagles weren't winning. So I'm not even exactly sure how it got to that point. However, what I am sure of is I don't know what happened to the Eagles. This was a team that was on fire last year. They was on fire to start this season. They made the Super Bowl and they lost. But at the same time, that's the first time that core essentially made the Super Bowl. You know, Jason Kelsey was there when they won in 2017. Yeah, that was the uh, Nick Foles year, I believe. Yeah, so, you you know, it's some players there with experience, but at the same time, all of us have played sports. When you get to that big stage for the first time, usually it take a couple, or in football, at least one time to kind of knock the dust off before you're ready for that stage again, which a lot of people expect them to go back. I think, did all three of us at the start of the year pick them to go back to the Super Bowl? Uh, <laughs> I know that I did for have. sure. Might have. I, I know I might have. Screwed. Screwed. Yeah. But uh, the the body language, the way that the team, you, you can tell a lot from a team by their body language. You can tell when a team is 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 done 
you can tell when a team doesn't really have that chemistry in them just based on a body language. The way that, you know, after after a play where they didn't get the yards they expected after they didn't get a stop on defense. And it's not, you know, let's go out there, fellas. We'll get them next time. We'll get them next time. Everybody got their head hanging. Jason Kelsey, who was supposed to be the glue of that offense, he on the sideline with his head hanging. I don't think I ever seen that dude without a smile on his face. I'm not I'm not sure how the Eagles got to that point, but they've hit the point as far as team chemistry goes to where I don't think they can recover. Mm -hmm. That's fair. That's fair. Chris, what you thinking, man? What you thinking? What you looking at? I'll give my hat off to the Bucks. Uh, The the Eagles could tackle. Uh, a grandma. They couldn't. They couldn't tackle. What's the lady? Lady Jean. Lady Jean for the for oh, the grandma, uh, Our yeah. sister Jean. Sister Jean. <laughs> yeah. They, they couldn't tackle her if they wanted. Yeah. They they could. They couldn't tackle her if they wanted to. Let they me find out. That's nobody. why you took a job in Chicago, Chris. Not you. Chill not out. you out here looking for a sister Jean. No, man, I, I just don't understand why they couldn't tackle nobody. Like, yeah. literally, the defenders, I mean, receivers are catching the ball, getting 25 yards after catch. Like, Baker really didn't have to do much but get the ball in their hands. Like, it was pretty It was pretty underwhelming the way the Bucks won. Like, I wanted the Eagles to put up a fight. It was just like, Baker said... Go downstairs and stay downstairs. Like, it's a little bro, big bro game. But anyway, I digress. But, you know, my my question is, where did the Eagles go wrong, right? They were 10-1 and one and then start having chemistry problems. Well, they How? had the worst thing possible happen. They won with bad process. They won with bad process. When you win with bad process, you develop bad habits that continue to get worse and worse and worse. And they don't get addressed because you're winning. You're winning. And then down the stretch, when they needed to adjust, it was too late. It was too late to tell their offensive coordinator, stop running quarterback draws on every second and medium situation. Stop. Everybody knows it's coming. Everybody in their mama know if the Eagles are in second and medium, a quarterback draw is a thousand percent on the way. It was too late. Yeah, but but kids, but kids, but kids, they had one of the most unstoppable moves in football all yeah. season, and even that fell apart the second half of the season. Yeah, but that that move is very niche. It's like uh, it's like if you unlock a special ability for a character on the game, where it's like, oh, he has a specific throw when you catch the other person in the air. Like if if y'all are both in that one situation, they're great. Other than that. Mm, y'all both on the ground, you're cooked. Just they in the air, you cook. Just you in the air, still good. The the tush push is that one piece of uh it's like that one tool that you keep around the crib, or like you putting something together and it's like an extra part, and you like, I'm yeah. gonna keep this. I might need it. I might need it one day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it just, it wasn't necessary. They did they, they couldn't get there. I'm gonna tell you this: the the Eagles, and the, I'm gonna quote scissor. Because y'all know I love me some SZA. And and then Drew Barrymore, she said, why is it so hard to see when the party, or why is it so hard to accept when the party is over? The Eagles party is over. Kelsey gone. Lane Johnson is slowing down. And the NFL is talking about they're going to start cracking down on offensive linemen leaving early, which Lane Johnson was the king of and never, never got called for. They, their running back room, very meh. I, nobody would believe Detroit fans when we said DeAndre Swift is mid. Nobody believed us. They called us haters. <laughs> they said we terrible people and we just hope we wishing bad on DeAndre. 
I mean, I don't know who the running back scout is in Detroit, but they got rid of DeAndre Swift and and um uh Jamal Williams. Yeah, Jamal Williams just in time. And honestly, honestly, the Saints are gonna pay for what they did to Jamal Williams. They made that man a fullback. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, but Swift has some 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 spurts this season though. Like he did, he did. He did. But the thing about the thing about Swift is he needs to be behind a dominant offensive line. He needs to be. He, you can't put him behind the average offensive line and say, "Hey, go cook," and he'll be all right. Yeah, that just ain't the case. But yeah. I look at this team and I say, "The party's over." Y'all shouldn't have dropped off this bad after losing your offensive and defensive coordinator. This is an entirely different team. Like this team doesn't even. They just down the stretch. I mean, they were what one of six in their last seven games, including this one. And this game yep. wasn't even competitive. Baker Mayfield and company spanked that baby, put him to sleep. The NFC lease is back, ladies and gentlemen. They back. Congratulations. That that the boys pack been gas though. That pack been gas. They and you know what? I'm willing to bet you this much. They're gonna have a new champion next year. I'm willing to bet you that much. It's not going. The Cowboys not going to repeat. I'm willing to bet whatever the Cowboys don't repeat next year. Who is it? I don't know, but I know it's going to be somebody else. Because every time you get faith in the NFC East team to follow it up, and oh, you know, I had to double it. Nope. Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. You're going to miss. Wrong. Like every pundit in America were talking about the Rams and Lions game. Ooh, we. They thought that Stafford was going to sneak up through the side door and hit us with the smooth criminal lead like Michael Jackson. And lo and behold, Motor City, Dan Campbell, Jameer Gibbs, Amon Ra, the sun god. Pull out a tight one, 24-23. By the way, Aiden Hutchinson with two sacks on the game. I'm just saying, two of them back in this game. You know what I mean? We, I'm not saying we sacrifice one Hutch to give the new Hutch powers, R.I.P. Hutch. But, oh, my but, God. Oh hey, my yo. What I will say is this. What I will say is this. Aiden Hutchinson played like a man possessed out there. I mean, that boy was everywhere. On top of the two sacks, he drew multiple penalties as well. What a time. Fellas, give me your thoughts. I'm going to start with you, Chris, because you're a Lions hater. I need to hear you tell us about your Rams pick. Listen, 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 listen. listen. When I love the Lions, when I love the Mm. Lions, that was the year they went 0-16. So forgive me for not being a young kid, really loving going to his first Lions game. And my dad was like, oh, the ticket's not that bad. We can go to the Lions game and go and see them lose. And then every week he was like, we're going to go to they win because the ticket's only $12. And I saw them lose. I saw them lose every home game that year. Every home. (laughs) So forgive me for hating the team. Paying for tickets in the on 16 year is crazy. They was giving them out with uh, Big Mac meals, bro. What was you on? My pops was on. I was a kid. My pops was like, that's fair. Right? Your pop, yeah, yeah, that, that's fair. So, so forgive me for hating the Lions for putting me through that, but it's still traumatizing to this day. So, I, yes, I hate the Lions. The same old Lions is always going to be. I don't care if they win Super Bowl day. I'm going to go back to Detroit and say, I hate the Lions. Well, <clears throat> now, that being said, I am happy for the Lions. I am happy because that is a game that's 30 years overdue. You know, mm-hmm. you got your get back for the Cowboys because you got to laugh at them, too, right mm-hmm. after you got the dub. So, I mean, I'm happy for Detroit. You know, I'm going to root for the Lions just because I'm from Detroit. And I'm going to say congratulations, right? Now, was there was there doubt in a lot of Lions fans' head? Right. Yes, I mm-hmm. think it was because oh, Stafford Stafford came out slinging that thing. 
Absolutely. The Lions executed on who was the main person that everybody was waiting to start making an impact on the game? Uh, from the Rams? Yep, for the Rams. Oh, everybody was waiting on Cooper Cup to show up. Everybody was waiting everybody on Cooper waiting Cup. On Cooper, Cup yeah. Cooper Cup was on Jupiter. He was locked down so much. They they put him in Alcatraz. He <laughs> he couldn't do nothing. He that couldn't do was nothing. In hell. Yeah. And the Lions secondary not even that good to be honest with you. And they really made it tough for Cooper Cup. And that was the difference in that game. Stafford didn't have his number one weapon. Now they have some questions that I, they need to answer because they couldn't tackle nobody either. They they mm-hmm. were struggling to t- tackle Sister Jean too, mm-hmm. but but I'm happy for the Lions. I'm happy for Golf because I still don't fully believe in Golf being a Super Bowl quarterback. But I think he has enough talent around him where he can maintain a game for you now. But Lions to the I mean, NFC chip, man. We going to you the got, NFC chip. You, you get to see Baker. You get to see Baker. I mean, I, if you lose that game, y'all go hear y'all go hear my mouth. I'm not gonna hold. I don't give a piss about nothing but the pride. <laughs> nothing but nothing the pride. But the pride yeah, nothing yeah. but the pride. I, Save this clip, somebody, because when they if they lose the Baker and the boys, this gonna be on repeat in my head in the gym. I'll be ready for facts over acts next week. I'm be like, nothing but the pride. <laughs> oh, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Josh, tell us what. You, actually, you know what? I'm gonna let you finish this segment off because right, I'm gonna say right. this. I'm gonna say this. Nobody on this show has ever seen the Lions host a playoff game. Nobody on this show has ever seen the Lions win a playoff game other than when we watched ESPN Classic, a channel that is now discontinued. And two of us are bald. You understand? That's how long it has been. They told me Matt Stafford's coming back. You know, you can't go against Stafford. You can't go against Aaron Donald. I'll tell you what, that offensive line, that offensive line, Hold on now. Hold on now. Penny Sewell, Taylor Decker, Jonah Jackson, Frank Ragnow. Hold on now. Right guard as well. I can't remember his name right now. It's going to come back to me, but hold on now. Decker? No, Decker is the uh, left tackle. No, yeah, Decker on the left. Um, Whoever the right guard is, we're going to show you some love when the name pop up in our head. But Hold on now. And not only that, not only that, remember what happened when Brad Holmes drafted Jameer Gibbs? Do y'all remember? Pepperidge Farm remembers. They said, you don't draft a running back at 12. You don't draft a running back at 12. You just don't do that. You just don't do that. Let me tell you something. Football is two things if it ain't nothing else. It's Gla- Glass- Glasgow. 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 Gotcha. Yeah. He and he just got back too because he was yep. with the uh, Broncos. He got drafted yep. by the Lions. He came out of Michigan, got drafted by the Lions, went to the Broncos, and then came back. But I I vividly remember everybody saying, "Oh, you don't draft a running back that high." And there were multiple plays where where golf was in trouble. All he had to do was say, "Hey, Jameer is to my left or right somewhere," and Jameer was gonna make he was gonna make some shape. Big Monty. Make some shake. Everybody said, oh, you can't get rid of Swift and Jamal Williams. Jamal led the league in rushing touchdowns. You can't get rid of both of them. Like I said about Eagles fans telling us that we were the bitter ex saying, oh, you ugly. I don't don't like you anyway. No, no, it really is when, you know, when you look at somebody real close and you're like, oh, I thought you was fine. But like, 
your eyes kind of look funny and you got a tooth you a pack of meats uh, yeah yeah that's what happened. the closer we've all been there before you try to holler at a shorty and from a distance then you get closer to her you like um I never mind I, I, I was just playing but very seriously what a, what a game and and shout out to the city for showing up in four field the way they did having a great time having a great time and getting the first playoff win in over three decades. This ain't the same old Lions, ladies and gentlemen. Kill that same old Lions, baby. Kill that same old Lions nonsense because these Lions acting totally different. <laughs> we sat through 0-16. We sat through Joey Arrington. We sat through Charles Rogers. We sat through John Kittner. We sat through Dante Culpepper. We sat through Kyle Vandenbosch. We sat through it all. Dan Orlowski. Dan Orlowski. <laughs> Don't know where the end zone ends, Dan Orlovsky. We you sat Matt Patricia wheel. too. You might as well say Matt Patricia. Uh, oh, Matt man. Patricia, Steve Mariucci, Marty Morningwig. <laughs> Come on, we done sat through some things. Jim Schwartz. We done oh, sat man. through what was the, some uh, things. Man, this what was that year we drafted like four receivers in a row? Oh, listen. Uh, but what, Mike something. Williams? Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. We talk about stopping Aaron Donald. I was there when we drafted Eric Ebron over Aaron Donald. I remember playing against Eric Ebron in college. His ass played for our rivals. And I said, that boy is me. He is a pack of me. The Lions <laughs> drafted him that high will be one of our biggest regrets for the next decade. And was I wrong? Was Not I wrong? wrong. And yet, we get the draft picks that we get this year. We get Laporte. We get mm-hmm. a, a, a Jameer Gibbs. We get a J-Mo. We get an Amon Ra. Come on now. We get a Panay Sewell. We get the guys that we get. And folks want to tell me, don't get hyped about this. Like I said, this means something to me. <laughs> Brand new Lions. 24-23. And I'll admit, I'm, I'm unbiased enough to admit we got away with multiple DPIs down the stretch. I'll admit that. I'll admit that. We got away with a couple DPIs down the stretch. I ain't going to lie to nobody and say, oh, we the Lions didn't get away with it. No, we absolutely did. We absolutely did. But you know what? The fact that the Lions were there puts you in position to even get away with that call to even be on the receiving end of that bad call. Now, of course, you got to handle business against Baker because Baker Mayfield, he thrives off doubt. He's like Samson when his hair grows. The more you doubt him, the better he gets. The more you doubt, the minute you start believing in him, you done gave Samson a buzz cut. What to do? So, congratulations, Baker Mayfield. We believe in you. We think you're going to have a great game in the divisional round to get to the NFC Championship. But, with that being said, this ain't the same old Lions. And like Dan Campbell said, damn it, Jared Goff, you're good enough for Detroit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Going to take us home, Josh. Going to take us home. It's not really much for me to say after that right there, man. One, proud of Lions. I done been through, I've been through a lot of tough times, man. I done been through, uh, been through us drafting. Who do we draft in the first round? Mike Williams? Uh, yeah, yeah. Roy, Roy, wait, wait. We drafted Roy? two Williams, Roy Williams, Roy? and there was another Williams. Oh man, 
<laughs> we went through a lot of tough times, man. We, we just shout, shout out to the Lions. It was a tough game, but we played smart. We came out with the W with some things we got to improve on if yeah. we're going to beat Tampa Bay. But at the same time, if we beat the Rams, who was probably the hottest team in the league going into yeah. the playoffs. Uh, I would, I would honestly say the Packers are, but they, they, I think it was, the it was Packers and Rams. I, I was about to say, I think the Packers yeah, and Rams close, are like one A, one B. However, you want to flip it. But, but I am, uh, I ain't completely. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that, man. We going, we going to the NFC Championship. I'm not gonna count my eggs before they hatch, but I'm feeling good about the pride. Feeling great about the pride, but we got to switch over to the AFC because Chris, I'm, I'm gonna put you on the spot again. I'm gonna put you on the spot again, brother. I'm gonna put you on the spot again. You know I'm gonna put you on the spot again. <laughs> Because we got to start off with Kenny Pickett. We got to start off with Kyle Rudolph. We got to start off with Friar Muth and Company over there <laughs> in the Steel City where they couldn't steal a win in Buffalo on that ice cold field. Chris, what happened to your boys, man? I mean, it's simple. We have everything we need on that team except for a quarterback. I mean, uh, ever since Ben Roethlisberger was contemplating retirement, we have been without a quarterback. Kenny mm-hmm. Pickett out for the season. I think he would have put up a better fight than Mason Rudolph. But, I mean, Mason Rudolph being your starting quarterback in the year of 2024 when he has – he maybe caught, let's say, seven or eight games – Ben Roethlisberger's career, his career as a starting quarterback. He was so bad that they started having open tryouts for the Steelers. That's how bad he was. Yikes. Open tryouts is crazy. <laughs> for a quarterback, now you got the nuts. brothers. Now you got the brothers who who set up the tripods and go into Target, um, coming out the woodwork saying, <laughs> I can throw a ball. Get ready with me to go try out for the Steelers. <laughs> you know, you know, and it, it breaks my heart because I think this might have been the end of Tomlin in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. I mean, anytime a brother and we know how what I mean by brother. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Anytime a brother say, let me see what my family say about me staying, you that know, mean, that brother is gone. I like to say no. It's, it's like that, when you that, ask your man, hey, bro, you coming out tonight? He like, I got to see what my old lady say. All right, bro. Just go ahead and stay home. Yeah, bro. <laughs> uh, you, know, you know what I mean? When a brother yeah, say that. Yeah, yeah. When a brother say that, you yeah. know. Yeah. You know it's the end of the road. <laughs> it's the end of the road. But <laughs> So it breaks my heart. We got to lose Mike Tomlin, who has had a winning season for 16 consecutive years. Yeah. I don't think that's gonna that's a I think that's a record, right? That's a record, right? I believe so. Yeah, I believe so. I don't think that's gonna be broken. I mean yeah. the type of the type of job he did in Pittsburgh is gonna be memorable, right? Now that being said, um we still got some pieces over there. TJ Watt, relatively young, but he's injury prone, right? We got Minka who's young. We got we got a couple pieces over there on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, that I'm not worried about the defense. Is good as well. he, he right. Yeah. Well. We got we got a few defensive pieces on the side of the ball on that side of the ball that I'm not worried about defense. But we are wasting Najee Harris. Najee Harris the next best thing next to Derrick Henry when he came out of Alabama. But we don't have an offensive coordinator that Taylor makes that game. The only way I think Thomas ends up staying with the Pittsburgh Steelers is if they go get one man and one man only. The Chicago Bears has a number one pick. Look like they're going to take Caleb Williams with that pick. If they go get Justin Fields, that's the only way I think you, 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 without going into a full rebuild, 
you you bring this team back to life. That's the only way. That's the only way. Because Pickett, Trubisky, Rudolph, all these guys, they got to go. I'm sorry. They have That's got fair. to go. That's fair. That's fair. Josh, what do you think after watching this one? Um, I just think we looked at a case of a team overachieving. We know when it comes to playoff time, the Bills aren't really dogs like that. But the Steelers is a team where, uh, especially if they started having their quarterback issues, it was a team that even on this podcast, where all three of us said like eh, the, the, that that winning streak for Mike Tomlin might be cooked. The Steelers might have a down year. Go ahead and get you a good pick and retool because they have the pieces on offense and defense to be a team that competes. But mm-hmm. at the same time, there's no team that competes at a high level with that bad of a situation at quarterback. Yeah. So the Steelers are honestly just one piece, which is quarterback away from being right back there competing. I think they just overachieved, made the playoffs, and they got eliminated when they were supposed to. That's fair. That's fair. You know, I I don't want to say it, but I got to say it. Do you know how bad you have to be for Josh Allen to not have a turnover against your team? <laughs> Do you yeah. know how bad you have to be? We also was down some some key players, though. We also was down some key players on defense. Against Miami, who was missing their top two edge rushers, one of their best defensive tackles, a multitude of players offensively, Josh Allen threw two interceptions. Against the New England team, completely devoid of talent, he threw an interception. Against the Chargers, who just – let's be honest. Wait, didn't they get – how many points did the – how many points did the Raiders put up on them? What was it? It was something crazy. Was it was it? a lot. 63. They 63. 63. 63. Yeah. Against a team that put up 63. You know what Josh Allen went out there and did, Chris? Take a wild guess. Take a wild guess. He threw a pick. That boy, I'll tell you what, that he is Jameis Winston with, with caucus skin and a little bit faster. I, I'm going I'm to say it like <laughs> it is. Okay? That Steelers team is cooked. Tomlin, go on somewhere, man. And, and uh, as of today... The news came out that Mike Tomlin said, I will be the Steelers quarter, uh, head coach in 2024. I'm sorry. He should be the quarterback, too, at this point. But he said, I'll be the, the head coach in 2024. So, you know, I I look at this situation, and I'm just like, eesh, that's some nasty work. But you got the best of Josh Allen this game, which means whoever they playing next week, congratulations, buddy. You're gonna He's going to throw it right to you at least two, three Jeez. times. Congratulations, Sneed and company, at least two, three times. (laughs) That ball's going to be right there in your hands. Speaking of the Chiefs, in another cold weather game, beers exploding in the stands because obviously y'all know that you can't freeze beer. And if you didn't, congratulations. The Facts Over Axe crew just told you never put beer in the freezer. So in a game that was another mini ice bowl there, the Chiefs took it to the Dolphins. Fellas, give me your thoughts. Um, I don't really think it's much to say here. That's a matter of two talented teams going against each other. One is clearly more experienced, but at the same time, when you're a team that play in Miami and you got to go play in negative 20 degree weather, you're not winning that game. Right, right. Fun fact, I believe the Dolphins are like, I want to say they're like 0 for or 1 in whatever they played in terms of games outdoors and below 40 degrees in like the last few seasons. So, you know, I'm just happy weather. Gibbs, I know you you in North Carolina, which, you know, it can get cold. But at the same time, it's not nearly as cold as where we're from. If you went home, your morale is going to is going to dramatically drop if you went there right now. I mean, the the thing is, 
this is a team that their whole thing is predicated on speed and movement and everybody's constantly moving, constantly grooving and all that type of stuff. Yeah. The the Chiefs were just out physical those guys. I mean, yeah, I know y'all saw the press where Sneed literally put Tyreek in the ground. Tyreek acknowledged it. That brother said, hey, <laughs> I know you got kids. <laughs> Tell them I'm their pops now. Just stay down here for a little bit. So, you know, very, very nasty work there. But uh, I, all in all, I think this was a, I think this was a, a game where we saw Tua's limitations. I don't think that Tua is ever going to be the guy to win you a Super Bowl unless everything around him is perfect, including the weather. And yeah. to me, that threshold is just too high. And and granted, they had a ton of injuries as well. That's another reason I picked the Chiefs at Arrowhead because of all injuries. But man, they they absolutely struggled, Chris. Give us your thoughts before we get to the last, the final uh, super wild card game here. I mean, I, I was rooting for the Dolphins just off the strength of I really wanted to see the Chiefs lose. Um, fun fact, we played a drink game at the ski trip. Every time they showed Taylor Swift or said Taylor Swift um, in, in any part of the game, we actually ch- had to chug our entire drink. So GG's. Um, it gives you your mute, but yeah, 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 yeah. So Why I you trying had, to get the people alcohol poisoning, brother. What? Listen, <laughs> listen, listen. I had I was drinking Bud Light. Me and my buddy split a forty eight pack of Bud Light for the weekend, right? I had to down five beers in the first half, just alone in the first half. So Lord. anyway, anyway, anyway. Um, no, it, 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 it's uh, I was rooting for the Dolphins just because I wanted to see you know. Tyreek get his revenge. I wanted to see a change of scenery because the Chiefs are always there. Um, mm-hmm. And also, I was kind of rooting. I'm rooting for the upside of Tua. Like, he has a lot of potential. But like you said, Giz, I don't think he's the guy to really be a quarterback of the future, right? He doesn't really – not really mobile enough. He's not really good at, you know, evading a sack. Uh, he gets the ball out really quickly, but that's because he has two of the fast receivers in the league right now. So, I mean, yeah. of course, you get the ball out really quickly. Um, I think they're – their, their coaching is great. I think their offense is great. The defense is where you win games, though. And when the cold weather like that, you got to be able to get stops to get the offense more opportunities to keep warm, get loose. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, they were clicking. They still can't catch cold in the middle of Alaska with no clothes on, like Gibbs would say. But they did enough to beat the Dolphins because that defense couldn't, couldn't, couldn't get a stop. Absolutely. And then the last game... The nasty man, the massage bowl, the Deshaun Watson freak fest game. We saw the Texans absolutely demolish the Browns. And much like Deshaun Watson, they wasn't asking permission. They just was going and taking what was theirs in that game. (laughs) Fellas, what do you think of the absolute whooping the Texans put on the Browns? I mean, the Browns got an old man at quarterback. The Browns overachieved, as we talked about on the show last week. But them Texans looking good. Well, you got a quarterback that young, that poised, that's playing that well. If you if you got the right pieces around him, if you treat him the right way, which is a huge ask of the Houston Texans, you got you a franchise quarterback for at least the next 10 years. I think C.J. Stroud... I'm not going to say he's the future of the league, but when you talk about uh, elite level quarterbacks, if he does that for one more season, he's in that conversation for elite quarterbacks easily for the next decade. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. You know, I hate to say this, but I feel like we've seen this story before in Texas, but I'm not going to bring wish bad luck. I think he got a better head on his shoulder than the last guy, but uh, that's not even 
Uh, I think C.J. Stroud is astronomically yeah. better. Not even close. Not even. No, close. no. I, I, I know he's better. I'm just saying the behavior has to be better. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I, I'm gonna tell you that that off the field is very well behaved. He's just a cornball. He's just super corny. Just super. <laughs> That's the Ohio State stuff, man. That's that Ohio he's State a, stuff. Man. He's a Weenie Hut Junior type of guy. C.J. Stroud, cool. He's he a cool dude. I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I rock with him. You know what I mean? Certain people are all upset. Like, uh, he needs to stop saying free his dad. His dad committed crime. Shut up. Okay? Shut up. If somebody else failed to commit a crime, you're going to say free man, man, even though man, man need to be in there. <laughs> You'll say it just like man, else. man need to be in jail, jail. Yeah, you know, and, and you know, he the type that as soon as he get out, all his boys going to tweet the demon home and they not like <laughs> That boy really is demon. He really is that, but that's your people. I'm going to tell you this. This is a story of quarterbackiness. This is a story of it. You know how, you know why I say that? Everybody talked about how great Joe Flacco had been playing since he came into the league or since he came back into the league. Yep. Did y'all know that these two things were true? Actually, I'm going to ask you some things and I'm going to ask you whether or not they're true or false. Joe Flacco had more turnovers since he got back into the starting lineup or into the league rather because he was chilling at home yeah. than C.J. Stroud had all year. True or false? That's true. 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 Absolutely. Joe Flacco had more turnovers in his few games starting, in his handful of games starting, than Stroud did all year. But let's go even further. Let's go even further. Joe Flacco was the NFL leader in interceptions this season. True or false? That's false. Josh Allen had to have been. False. Got to be. Correct. It is false until you throw in the caveat since he became the starter. Ever since he's been the starter, he's led the league in interceptions. And it's not close. How do you throw more picks than Josh Allen? <laughs> Josh Allen throw more picks than the Black Panthers party in the 1970s. You understand? That man can't wait to give it to the other team. He got more turnovers than a good bakery. And you gave it away more than him. But everybody was screaming, oh, Joe Flacco so great. Oh, he... People who screaming Joe Flacco is great for the same reason certain Baltimore fans say things like, I like Lamar, but I just trust Joe Flacco more. There's just something about the guy yeah. that I trust more. He just plays the game the right way. Yeah, yeah, exact same deal, exact same deal. But now, before we get out of here, fellas, we got to go lightning round through this next week. Because as a matter of fact, you know, we could start over. We could wipe the slate clean because I don't want to, you know, I think my lead is just so insurmountable right now that we were to carry it all the way through the playoffs. It just wouldn't be fair to y'all boys. So let's start off with the Saturday slate of games. Texans, Ravens. Ravens are seven and a half point favorites. Fellas, who you got? I'm going with Baltimore. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Chris, who you got? I'm going with Texas. Oh, Okay. He messing with Texas, all right. I'll tell you this much. Not only do the Ravens win this game, the Ravens cover in this game. They played the Texans earlier this season, beat them 25-9. to I don't think that this game will be much closer than that. Fellas, Packers, 49ers, the nightcap on Saturday. 49ers um, ain't the half-point favorites. Who you got? I think it's going to be a really close game. I think it's going to come down to the wire. Jordan Love is going to have another repeat performance. But mm -hmm. at the same time, um, 
I just think that the 49ers got too much talent to to lose with home field advantage, so I'm going with San Francisco. Okay. All right. Chris, who you got? Niners. 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 I was really debating it. I'm looking at some stuff on my phone right now about the Packers. I don't think that if Jai Alexander is not 100%, I don't think he got enough to to stop that, that, that pass offense. And then Christian McCaffrey had a lot of rest. I just think I think the Niners in in the in that. I got the Niners winning, but not covering. I think that's going to be a close game, but I do think the Niners win it on Sunday. The early game, the city will be live. Chris, you said the tickets were twelve dollars during the um, on seventeen year. I got my tickets for free. Guess how much the lowest tickets are in Ford Field this upcoming Sunday? Bro, two fifty easily. Two fifty easily. Josh. I would say four hundred. Josh is closer. 519. Ooh, 519 is the lowest ticket. One pride. Here's a fun fact about this thing. Detroit's one ticket is more actually. Wait, let me make sure. Yeah, it's more expensive than all the other games' uh lowest ticket put together. The Texans 121, the Chiefs Bills 172, and the Packers 49ers 221. The cheapest you'll get at, at Detroit, 519, which is more than all of those combined. So you know, just a thought there. But anywho, um, who y'all got in this game? Um, uh, one pride. I am going with the Detroit Lions. We handled the Rams uh, the way that we should have. And uh, mm-hmm. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, um, top to bottom, isn't as talented as the Rams. And if we were able to win a duel against against Matthew Stafford, we should be able to do the same against Baker Mayfield. All right, Chris, what's going on? Get out your Suki Johnson bag. Get that hate out your heart. (laughs) I'm going to go at the line. Ain't no way you got me betting on Baker twice. Ain't no way you got me betting on Baker twice. Let me tell you something. This is another rematch from earlier in the season. The game earlier, the Lions won 20 to 6. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I expect a very similar result. The Lions not only win, but they cover the spread, which I believe is seven and a half. No, six and a half. Six and a half. It's going to go down, line. though. It's going to probably go down about four and a half. By the oh, time probably. Probably. Yeah. Uh, so, final game. This is probably the most intriguing of the bunch. It's the rematch. We've seen this game over and over and over, but we see it at Arrowhead every year. This time, we in Orchard Park with it. Bills. Chiefs. Who you got? Um, I'm going with the Chiefs. I don't really think this takes much discussion. I mean, you got two talented teams going against each other, but uh, we've seen Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen duel multiple times, and the result has been the same. History has a weird way of repeating itself. Josh Allen is not about to outplay Patrick Mahomes in Arrowhead. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Oh, they're, they're in Orchard Park, by the way. They're not in Arrowhead. Oh, they are? Yeah. Chiefs. Okay. <laughs> uh, Chris, who you got? And I'm not gonna hold y'all. I can lead Taylor Swift at Arrowhead, but I'm gonna roll with the Chiefs. Ain't nothing like the Chiefs, man. You know, I got Go a ahead feeling. Be that guy. Go ahead. I got guy. a feeling. I got a hunch. There's something in my heart that's telling me the Bills are gonna get this thing done. There's there's a hunch because. Hmm. But here's the problem. All the film says the Chiefs defense is good enough and in cold weather, defense travels. That on top of the law of averages says 
that uh, that old Josh Allen, he going to throw it right to one of those guys in the deep red jer- or in the white jersey in this game. And that, that's just what probability and statistics says. And so, while I got that feeling that says I need to be different and pick the bills here, got to rock with the Chiefs as well. Got to rock with the Chiefs. Yeah. So now, not, not a lot of parry this week. So I was just about to say, all of us picked all four of the games the same way, seemed like? Um, no, Chris took the Texans over the Tex- Ravens. Oh, okay. Oh, I, I'm never going to pick the Ravens in any circumstance in life, being a Steelers well, fan. That's, that's unfortunate, brother. That's unfortunate. <laughs> I'm fine with three and one. Fine with three and one. You know, you know, we, <laughs> I know y'all tired of us talking about, uh, talking about CJ Stroud and freeing his pops and what's going on with the Taylor Swift situation and who is actually, which Josh Allen going to show up. But come on back the next week and the week after that and the week after that. Peace and love, y'all.